You know, it's all about timing. Have you ever stopped to, remember, to uh, think about how important timing is in so many things in our lives? I mean, timing is essential. You don't plant tomatoes in November. The time's not right. Uh, you, you don't paint the outside of your house in January because the paint tends to freeze in the bucket. You don't go swimming in the pond in February. Well, some of you might. I'm not, okay? Because I think the timing is not right. Timing for things is everything. This is a big time of year for sports. And timing is essential in sports. If, if timing is off just a little bit, uh, the, the quarterback's pass is not going to connect with the receiver. Uh, the pass to the basketball player, he's going to be there before the ball is, or the ball's going to be there before he is. Timing is everything. Timing is essential. And you've, if you've ever got to the airport just in time for them to tell you the door to the airplane is closed, <laughs> you'll be reminded how important timing is. Timing is absolutely essential in our, our daily lives. You know, sometimes you'll be fussing because you got held up by a traffic light or that last telephone call that came in before you left, and then find out that just ahead of you has been an awful accident on the interstate. Timing. Timing is essential. If you don't think even just a minute makes a difference. I heard the testimony of a fellow who he and one of his co-workers or lady got out of the Twin Towers one minute before the first one fell. Timing is essential. And so what I want to talk about this morning is timing, but I want to put it in the context of our Christmas season. We're calling our, our Christmas series this year, The Miracle on Your Street. Well, probably already it's been showed on a couple of channels, that favorite for this time of year, The Miracle on 34th Street. And I'm really taking uh, some of the inspiration from that to, to give illustrations to what I want to share over the course of these next few weeks. The Miracle of 34th Street uh, was originally released in uh, 1947, uh, and then it was remade in 1994. In 1955 and in 1973, there was made-for-TV sections of it, so there are four of them out there for you to choose from, and that you can watch anytime this holiday season. But my desire is not for the miracle to be on 34th Street, but for the miracle to be on your street. And we're going to talk about how that miracle can come home to your street. Christmas is about miracles. And this morning we're going to be talking about the miracle of the moment. The miracle of the moment. The miracle that has to do with timing. The miracle of the moment. We're going to... Santa comes up, Chris Kringle comes up to this Santa that is about to get on the sleigh and he is roaring drunk. And so Chris Kringle fusses him out real good, but then he goes to find the lady that's in charge of the parade. And he informs her that uh, her Santa is drunk. She goes with him. They find him there. And, and he's just about to pass out. So she turns to Chris Kringle and says, Will you take his place? So he managed to take his place not only for the parade, but to be the Santa in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. He came along at just the right moment. And that's the key. Now, Mrs. Walker, who was the head of the parade, or anybody else in the movie understood that amazing moment of timing. 
Had he been just a few minutes later, the parade would have already been started. He would have had no idea that there was Santa was up there passed out on top of the sleigh. Timing was essential. Timing is essential in the Scripture we're going to read this morning from Galatians chapter 4. It's all about timing. Galatians chapter 4, and if you will, look at verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. Now the key phrase I want you to catch is in that verse 4. The fullness of time. When the fullness of time had come. That phrase in the original language is when time had come to its completion. When time was absolutely ripe. The phrase is often used for a woman whose time has come in her pregnancy and she's about to give birth. And so here it was, this, this birth moment of time is what's being spoken of here. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, may the miracle of timing, the miracle of the moment, be impressed upon our hearts today. As we begin our Christmas season, it's absolutely amazing how incredibly and intricately you were involved with the timing of everything that related to the birth of the Christ child. And even as you brought together all of the different facets from history and culture and, and language, all of that, you're at work in our lives today. Never late, rarely early. God, give us the faith to trust you in your timing. And that's what we want to focus on today. We ask in Christ's name. Amen. Three kind of points I want you to pull from our uh, time together this morning. And the first one is this. He came at just the right moment. He arrived at just the right moment. This is essential for us to see. Now, uh, the timing in the clip just represents one many moments that we'll find in that glorious uh, movie. But timing is riddled all through our Bible. You know, hundreds and hundreds of years before Christ was born, God spoke to the prophets and said, now speak what's going to happen into the future. And with incredible accuracy, intricacy, the prophets foretold specifically what was going to happen. That the virgin was going to conceive and where he was going to be born and, and all of the details that are, are so incredibly around there. The timing was phenomenal. Now, here's what I want you to see. Most people on that night in Bethlehem didn't see the miracle. Most people that night in Bethlehem did not catch the wonder of God's miracle of the moment. They missed it. 
Why? Well, the, 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 the taxing was been required. People were coming, pouring in from all over everywhere to register uh, with the government, and they needed a place to stay, and they needed stuff to eat, and, and all of these things that were required. And all of the people who lived in this tiny little village of Bethlehem especially, they were taxed to the max <laughs> with people being there. This little community that would rarely have any more than 150 in it at the time was having a couple of thousand there. And so with all that was having to happen, all of the goings-on that was happening, nobody caught the wonder of this young woman pregnant with her first child, not having a place to stay, and having her child in a cave where they kept the animals. The wonder of the moment, the miracle of the moment, was lost on most of the people there. I say that to say this, folks. Don't be surprised when so many in our modern world miss the miracle of the moment of Christmas. This is what lost people do. People who don't know Christ, don't have the Holy Spirit abiding within them, can't discern the miracle of the moment. They don't have the faculty to do that. So yes, we can decry that Christmas is becoming so commercialized and, and, and the focus is off Christ and all of that. Yes, and I join you in that. I, I really do. But what are lost folks supposed to do? They're supposed to act like lost folks who don't know any better. So my role in yours is to call them back to the reason of the season. And to, to, to seek to help them to see that there was miracles going on in that moment. The miracle of the moment, it's all about timing. Historians tell us the Roman world was in great expectation for a deliverer. Not Caesar. They'd already been down that road, and by this particular time, nobody was real... Well, no, no, nobody. Many people were unhappy. <laughs> with the way the, the government, everything was being handled and ran. The old religions were dying. The great philosophers for several hundred years earlier, their philosophies were, were no longer really giving sustenance. New religions, miracle religions is what they were called, was erupting all over the place with some really strange, strange concepts. And so the Roman world was longing for a deliverer. All of these things were happening because there was a hunger coming about for a genuine, real deliverer. And not only that, from a historical perspective, the Roman Empire set the stage for what could have not happened at any time prior to that time historically. First of all, Romans imposed peace. And I'll say, when you think, oh, well, peace, well, that's great. Well, it was peace under the heavy boot of Roman soldiers. But peace was, Im was imposed. They had built roads that connected all of the major cities all throughout their empire. And not only had they co constructed those roads, they patrolled those roads regularly. And there was never a time in history when commerce and trade was in such an abundance as it was just then. And not only that, because of, of the Greek and Roman control in years earlier, the known world at that time all understood Greek and Latin, to where there was a commonality of language, to where the known world 
could understand the gospel. And so because of the imposed peace of Rome and the roads of Rome and the language of Rome, the gospel could go across the world as it was known at that time. Never had there been a time in history. Timing is everything here. It's mind-boggling to consider all the many facets of history, the political uh, uh, intrigues, uh, the, the, the economic times. God reached out and brought um, uh, billions of people worldwide and trillions of facets all together at just the right time. A time that the Godhead had determined before the world began. Ephesians chapter 1 makes that incredibly clear and in verse 4. That this plan for the redemption of mankind from the coming of the Son of God was planned in the heart and the mind of God before time was even created. All came together at just the right moment. The world didn't recognize it. And one of the wonders of the Word of God is to help us to see the miracle of the moment. God came at just the right moment. He arrived at just the right moment. The second point is this. He provides at just the right moment. He provides at just the right moment. Again, it's all about timing. And God's timing is always perfect. God is never late. He's rarely early. But His timing is always perfect in our lives. He may not show up when we want Him to, and He may not show up in the manner that we want Him to, but He always shows up in the right time and in the right way for our good and for His glory. Amen. That's always His way. He comes at just the right moment. He has perfect timing for everything in our lives. He has perfect timing in the meeting of our needs. He has perfect timing in the saving of our souls. He has perfect timing in bringing the right two people together to spend a lifetime together. Valeria and I often uh, think back and reminisce and bless God for timing. The way we met one another. Uh, she was in a, uh, in a class, a, a study hall class. You don't even have study hall anymore, but a study hall class. And uh, there was a young lady there that she never knew. Never had any, any dealings with whatsoever. But she, she was walking around asking for people, you know, show me, sh show me some pictures in your, your billfold. And Valeria showed a picture of her older brother Stanley. He was a good-looking fella. And, and Tricia asked Valeria, can you get me a date with him? And if you will, I'll get you a date with this bozo that's trying to date me. Now, that's not exactly what she said, but... Larry and I met on a blind date. This happenstance between two ladies that did not know one another, had no friendship, didn't talk with one another, didn't, didn't go to the same church, none of those kind of things. That, that happenstance set the course of our lives for 53 years now. You see, things don't happen accidentally. God has impeccable timing. And, and sometimes, I'll tell you, sometimes I wish his timing was a little quicker. <laughs> Anybody else ever been there? <laughs> uh, we, we, we went through a time when we were, um, we had, 
had bought a house when we first came here, but it was more house than we needed, so we decided to design one that would fit us for a time for retirement for years and years to come. And so we, we decided on that in February of 07. And you know what happened in March of 07, don't you? That's when the recession hit. And so we went through five years of, of two house payments and went through all of our, of our savings and all of the money that we borrowed. And we were to the point that I was going to have to go borrow money to pay on borrowed money when our house finally sold. God brought somebody, somebody we would never, ever, ever have expected that would want that big old house. A single lady. She had plans, I'm here to tell you, to fill that house up, but a single lady bought that big old house at just the right time. What I want you to hear is this. He not only came at just the right time, God provides at just the right time. And that's the promise of His Word. Listen to Psalm 145 in verse 15. All eyes look to you, O God, and you give them their food at their proper time. Deuteronomy eleven fourteen, I will provide rain for your land at the proper time. The autumn and spring rains, and you will harvest your grain, new wine and oil. God knows what we're going through. God knows how tough our times are. God knows that cancer. God knows that relationship. God knows your bank balance. There's nothing about us that He doesn't intimately know. And He loves you. And He cares for you. And He wants to be magnified and glorified in your life. And He loves to provide. But as much as He loves to provide materially, His greatest love is to provide for us spiritually. His greatest desire is to find the miracle of the moment in our individual lives and relationship with Him. Can I take you again to the Scriptures? It says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 6, For while we were still helpless, at the right appointed moment, Christ died for the ungodly. Will you let that sink in just for a moment? Things don't happen just by accident. God's timing is impeccable. My life was unraveling and I didn't even know it. In my personal life, my life was unraveling and I didn't see it. In my relationship, in my parents' relationship with one another, Things were unraveling. I couldn't see it yet, but it was coming apart at the seams. And we were visiting my grandparents, and for some crazy reason, her sister, or, or um, uh, sister-in-law, came to visit and brought her grandson, who was about a year older than I was at the time. And as we were together, I did not like him. I never had liked him. But as we had to force to spend a few moments together, it was on a Saturday. He said, Fred, 
why don't you come to church with me tomorrow? And I cussed him up a blue streak. I told him I hadn't lost anything at his church. I didn't need to go there to find it. And it embarrassed my grandmother so bad for me to talk that way to my cousin that I was punished. I was made to go to church the next day with him. And that's when I heard the gospel. That's when I heard that God became a man, lived an absolutely perfect life, died on the cross for my sins, and rose again that I might have His eternal life. I heard it in that moment, that accidental moment, that happenstance moment. No, that God-ordained moment. Nothing happens by accident, folks. God came at just the right moment, but He provides at just the right moment. And what He loves most is to provide spiritually for just the right moment. Which leads me to my third thought. God says now is the right moment. Now is the right time to commit your life to Jesus Christ. It seems we're always waiting for the right moment. Always waiting for just the right moment to do anything. Just the right time to make that deal. Just the right time to ask that woman for a hand. Just the right moment to do this, that, or the other. And that's important. We need to be careful with our timing. It's all about timing. But listen, if, if God Almighty were to say to you, this is the right time, would you pay attention to that? Would you think you could find a better time? If God Himself says this is the time, listen to the Word of God from 2 Corinthians 6.2. I heard you in the acceptable time, and I helped you in the day of salvation. Look, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. When is the right time? Now. Now. Now is the time to experience the miracle of the moment. Now is the time if you have never made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. Now is the time to do that. Now is the time to realize that what Christmas is about is God's timing for Jesus to come, but it's also about His timing for you even at home, to be listening to this message today. Now is the time to make that commitment to Christ. Now is the time to recommit to your marriage. Now is the time to decide about church membership. Now is the time to make up your mind about tithing. Now is the time to deal with God about the things that He has been going after you with and going over and over and over in your life. Now is the time to do something about it. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Now is the time. Because you don't know about tomorrow. And you sure don't know about next week. Things can happen so fast. Our sweet sister, Alma Smithson, two weeks ago was in great health. 
I mean, she'd had some bouts at the hospital and such. But then very quickly, she and Harold both succumbed to COVID. And in a matter of days, she's gone. 67 years together they've spent. Gone just that fast. You don't have tomorrow, folks. I don't have next week, folks. All we've got is now. And so now is the right time. Now is the time to say yes to whatever it is you and Jesus have been talking about. You know what it is. You know what you've been putting off. Maybe it's making that thing right with that person. Well, now's the time to deal with that. Maybe, maybe it's making that public profession of your faith in Christ. Now's the time to do that. Maybe making things right with that family member. Hey, Christmas is coming fast. <laughs> You're going to be thrust around the same table with them. Maybe now is the time. To deal with that. This is a holy moment. And so I want us to treat it as a holy moment. And my invitation to you. God's invitation to you. Is say yes to him. Whatever it is. He's wanting you to do. In just a moment. I'm going to lead in a prayer. To receive Christ into our heart. And if you've never done that. Here in the sanctuary. At home. I invite you. that Now is the time. Now's the time to pray and ask Christ to come and be your Lord and Savior. Maybe now is the time for you to come to the altar and just settle something that you and God have been dealing with to where you can stand up from here and go out that door and do whatever it is you need to do. Maybe you've been putting off joining our fellowship. Putting off making a decision about a, a Bible study group. It's time to do business with God. The miracle of the moment. And what brings the miracle home to your street is understanding that now is the time. Pray with me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon us. Right here in the sound of my voice in this building, and by means of media, there are those that right now are facing the fullness of time. Time's ripe. Time has come together. Holy Spirit, you brought all of these things in our lives to this point. To where suddenly with clarity we know, I need to make a decision. I need to stand on that decision. Father, some that are here and some that are watching, this is a moment for them to pray and receive you as their Lord and Savior. So Holy Spirit, will you encourage them to pray with me right now? Maybe out loud, especially if they're home, or maybe in the depths of their soul. But may they cry out with me right now as we pray and just say, Oh God, I confess I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I confess my sins. Attitude and actions to you. I dare to believe that Jesus died 
to take my sins upon Himself. And I also believe that He rose again so that I might have His life. Come into my heart. Cleanse me and forgive me. I give control of my life to you. Come be the boss, the king, the ruler of my life. This I ask in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I know by your authority and by the proof of your word that you've never denied such a request. And I have a brand new brother, sister, maybe many, here in the sanctuary and even at home. Because some have decided, yes, God, this is the right time. I've put this off long enough. I make my decision today. And Father, we want to rejoice with them. We want to rejoice here in the sanctuary as well as for those at home. So Lord, here in the sanctuary, I pray in the next few moments that they'll come and have a seat on our front row right here to where Tony or Derek can share with them for a moment. And just, let's just rejoice in the decision that they've made. And for those at home, Lord, will you burden their heart to, to call us, to text us, to email us, to come by, and to where we can rejoice with them with the decision that you've brought them to. Father, it's time to make this private decision public. Some need to come to the altar in prayer. Others to come and be seated on our front row. Some want to join our fellowship, and, and they've decided now is the time. It's time to do business with you, Lord. Let it be so. In Christ's name, amen. Will you stand, please?